handsome contest. And welcome back to another episode of the Guys Talk About Sports. This is Zach. Brent and Faraz will be joining me shortly. This is episode 99. Boy, oh boy, does it feel good. It's been a journey here. I, I believe we're actually we came up on our on our birthday, which is uh quite ecstatic. Um but yeah, a whole bunch to unpack from the NFL week two. A lot of shocking games, a lot of surprises, some nail biters, a lot of offense in my opinion, which isn't always the, the worst thing. But we got all this coming to you and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Anchor, the best platform for all podcasting. Get a friend, get a thought, go to anchor.fm or download now from the App Store to get started. And now to the episode. Well, I think I will just kind of lead off here talking about the the commanders and their week two performance against the Detroit Lions. You know, it was extremely difficult to watch the first half, to say the least. I think it was, I don't know if we were blindsided, if we were taken by surprise. I feel like we had one blown coverage and then the rest of the first half we were playing catch up. It seemed like the play calling defensively wasn't great. I mean, I know we're injured in the interior of our defense right now, so that's really what they, you know, attacked and where we were vulnerable, and they did a good job of it and have a good run game with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. But you you give up 22 in the first half, and with that 22, I think one of them was, you know, two points was safety, right? You give up. I don't know, three touchdowns to St. Brown over the course of the game. And you don't really kind of, I mean, at least the second half we came out and played well, I will say. The offense played well, better. The defense still couldn't stop a nosebleed if they tried, which, you know, that, that needs to change. And I can only keep thinking back to Jack Del Rio. I feel like he's the common you know, denominator here. I think he can be aggressive, and we saw that, I feel like, in week one against Jacksonville, but he was not aggressive week two against Detroit, and I I feel like he could have been against golf, but he was maybe a little less mobile than Trevor Lawrence's, but he refused to and kind of sat back, and our rush didn't really get there, considered to their rush, who really was doing a number. The commanders also have a lot of problems at center. I believe Chase Rulier, Rulier is out for the season, which is just absolutely heartbreaking. The guy just comes back from injury. Literally, like, got off the pup list, I believe, um, like, the, the week before training camp ended. So that's tough to see him go down. The other news is that our backup <laughs> – center is also on the IR he hopefully will be able to come out but right now we don't have a true center to play center I know we have Keith Ishmael I believe we didn't get rid of him I think he's still on our practice squad who is our fifth round draft pick from San Diego State who wouldn't be a bad option as he played a couple years ago out of necessity the same thing happened but I don't think I would really enjoy that um so hopefully maybe they may maybe they move Trey Turner to center or or you know get Wes Schweitzer back and you know plug him either at guard or center. Um, I know he's played center in the past and I think he's 
done all right at it, actually. Shockingly enough, I'm not a big Wes Schweitzer's fan, <laughs> for all who have listened throughout the years. Um, but another kind of like bright, shiny spot that I have to go to is, is Carson Wentz back-to-back games with over 300 yards. Um, he's now combined total seven touchdowns, uh, I believe three picks. That's uh, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I think he's top seven right now um, in QBR. I believe he's top four for yards. So I believe that the offseason move has worked. And also, if you look at the way that the game went, even down 22, we still weren't out of it. We still had a lot of opportunity to come back, whether, you know, I just feel like we got down too much and we, you know, we couldn't stop him in the second half. Yeah, I think if we had a couple more stops in the second half, I think we could have made the game a little bit more interesting than it was. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of dumb pack in the, the commanders game. I, I believe, I believe Jamin Davis did not play that well. David Mayo came in there, and I believe Dave, uh, Jamin Davis's Achilles Hill is the run game. So. We got our hands full coming up with week three with with the Eagles. Um, Going to preview that game a little bit. But right now, to, to kind of wrap up my, my week two um, recap of the Commanders, I feel like it was an opportunity that we wasted. That was a, that was a team that we could have won or could have beat. It's difficult to win on the road. Don't get me wrong. Um and Detroit is on the come up. Don't get me wrong; they, they have a lot of talent. I'm not saying that, but I feel like that's kind of a team that you should be able to beat. I think we have overall a better roster than they do, but you know it's the NFL. Anything can happen uh, on a Sunday. You know, when people line up and lace it up. But the last thing I want to say about the Commanders, and I'll leave it at this after. Um, I feel like they should – I mean, Antonio Gibson has been good, but I think they're missing Brian Robinson quite a bit. Um, I think they really are missing an absence of a power runner. It's kind of run between the tackles and those yards that are, are difficult to gain. I don't think he's kind of a high runner. And then that's just how it came from as a hybrid wide receiver running back for Memphis. But, yeah, I think I think once they get him back, I think that adds a whole other addition to the – to the offense, and I think staying healthy is going to be huge. Uh, I think the NFL season is a long season, and got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. And Dotson, Jahan Dotson, for all you fantasy owners, for, for all those people who said that Jahan Dotson was a reach for the Commanders at 16, I hope you are eating your words. And he has now scored three touchdowns in two weeks. Okay. He has unbelievable hands, and they've gone to him in the red zone quite a bit, which I am thrilled about because that's something that we haven't had in a long time. We've needed a red zone threat to get open, who can be shifty off the line, and and have sure hands and you know make tough contested catches. I think Terry's great, but when it comes to goal line, he's not necessarily elite. Um, I think he's more of a deep threat, but. Commanders got to play better in week three. Um, got tough, 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 tough task uh, in the Eagles. So 
Uh, I'm going to preview week three of the Commanders-Eagles. Uh, maybe a little bit later in the show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Well, 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 well. Thank you for those nice words from our sponsors. I will be doing kind of a, a recap of, of week two uh, scores here quickly so everybody can be caught up to speed. Um, if you live under a rock and didn't watch last Thursday night game, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 24-27. Uh, to 27. It was a great game. Um, the next big shocker was the, was the Jets beating the Browns 31-30. I think that game shows you how important every point is, even as a field goal, kick, field goal kicker. They, they were up 13. They didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, they lose the game by one. Unbelievable game. Joe Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> Believe it at that. Uh, Detroit beat uh, the Commanders 27-36. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. And if you didn't watch that game, what a doozy. Mike Evans stood up for, I believe it was Tom Brady, um, completely changed the dynamic of the game. Buccaneers rallied around it, ended up winning 20-10 in the divisional game. Real dogfight. Uh, Carolina at New York. New York had a late field goal to win to so the Giants. Advanced, I think the Giants are 2-0, which is which is amazing. So, Dable's got them playing pretty well. Um, that'll be interesting to see them down the road. But then you had the, the Patriots beating the Steelers 70-14. Belichick wasn't going to go 0-2. We all said it. We all said he was going to, and then <laughs> he threw that one right back in our faces. But then you had the Indianapolis Colts. Go into Jacksonville and get walked on for 24 points, not even put up a single point. I think the Colts are shocked in what they got from Matt Ryan. And they're they're kind of they're kind of scared because boy oh boy, is it not what they were expecting. I already knew it last year when they had Carson. I didn't think they had any good wide receivers. I didn't think Carson was bad, I just didn't think they have any wide receivers. This year, they definitely don't have any wide receivers, and you have Matt Ryan. You can't move faster than molasses. And if you can't run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, the team's forced you to pass, you're screwed. So that's what's happening. Uh, tell the Colts to figure that out. They're not going to be a good team. Miami, uh, a heartbreaking loss to the Miami Dolphins uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, 28 points scored in the fourth quarter for the Dolphins. That's just unacceptable from the, from the Ravens. You just can't give up that many points and expect to win um and we welcome faraz brent to the show i have to have to say i was just giving a long-winded uh week two recap as you guys entered uh the chat here uh, we were talking about the miami game against baltimore and it's quite simple you cannot give up 28 points in the fourth quarter and expect to come away with the win. Well, I'm on, I'm on one of the great games of the weekend. Can you hear me, by the way? Yeah. Uh, among one of the other great games of the weekend, that was essentially uh, one of the – I'd say that one was the best based on how much they were down. What was it, 35-14 with how much time left? I think they had like eight minutes left. They, they scored – it was essentially the entire fourth quarter that they surmounted their comeback. The other great game, obviously, being the Jets' comeback against the Browns. The two touchdowns 
after the two minute warning was was also a, a great game. But we'll get into that later. Uh, how do you feel about Tua now after after that stellar performance? I think um, I think Tua was always kind of still figuring out his footing in the NFL. I think he came from a, a place where yeah, his wide receivers were always better. And then he really didn't build a rapport with anybody because he got hurt, right? Um, and he wasn't as mobile. I think now he actually has some some arm strength, and you can see it the way he throws to Tyreek. I mean, for the love of Christ, those were like 50-yard bombs, 60-yard bombs that he was throwing. Um, it looks like he's back in Alabama with these wide-open, amazing receivers that he's got right now. Like, besides uh, Tyreek, Waddle, dude, like, I think something that goes so underrated is Gusecki, the tight end spot. I think he's a like six eight tight end. Oh come, don't shake your head at <laughs> dude. I'm a I'm a big Gusecki fan. I think he's a good pass catching tight end. It's good to see him doing good because he was getting a lot of shit right before the season started. They were saying like he's just a, a blocking tight end and stuff There's like that. There's nothing wrong with that though. I mean he, he's good and he'll he'll catch you he'll give you occasional touchdown every couple weeks. But obviously, he doesn't have a high target rate because they've got Tyreek and Waddle. And he does stand out more in, in the, the blocking aspect of the offense. So, that, I mean, Zach, I guess you're right. But I, I just kind of think about him in a, in a different way. I mean, no, yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, he's got to know I, to stay away from that gritty. That gritty was horrendous. Yeah, that was funny. That was uh, bad. Well, to, to continue to go through the games, um, Atlanta lost to the, the Rams 17 to 21. Or sorry, it's twenty-seven to thirty-one. Yeah, barely. That was a close game. I don't between even, the Falcons and the Rams. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we didn't pick the Rams. They got problems. They got issues. They got. They ain't got no run game. We. I think I definitely picked the Rams. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean the one the yeah, Super Bowl? Yeah, for the Super Bowl. I was yeah, thinking yeah. the same thing. I was thinking the same thing over the weekend. Yeah, and then Seahawks lost to the Niners, and Trey Lance snaps his ankle. Apparently, right. Is he didn't he break his ankle? Yeah. So, so it's it's Jimmy garbage time, dude. Talk about the just the circumstances of the whole situation. Right at right after the 49ers lost the championship game, Jimmy G was practically on the press conference saying, "Well, it was nice knowing you, San Fran. I'm out of here." They tried to ship him all off season, but he had surgery, and also the 49ers had no leverage at all. Because everyone, everyone and their moms knew that Trey Lance was starting for them week one. So no leverage. They couldn't, they couldn't uh, find a proper trade. And they didn't want to release him because Seattle was going to snag him in their own division, I'm pretty sure. And just to have Trey Lance go down and Jimmy G play again after he restructured his contract, he's going to be a free agent after the season. So he's in a pretty sweet spot. I can't lie. He was their I, knight shining arm, in shining armor. I bet played. you there's there's somebody in San Francisco, like in that front office, that was like, "We got to keep him." Like Trey Lance is going to get hurt. Like we can't do this. Like don't trade him. And all of a sudden he's sitting there like he's the best, so. <laughs> the best insurance policy in the league. You see what happens when you have a viable backup quarterback. 49ers are one example. And again, I go back to the Jets. Cowboys. Cowboys are and the Cowboys. That's that's three examples right there. You have to invest in a viable backup. They weren't planning on doing it, it but they, they didn't. Well, you're not, a, you're not upset when you're going in with two good quarterbacks, especially when you're uncertain of one. Especially when Jimmy G came in immediately and threw a touchdown. Yeah. He didn't miss a beat. It was almost like. Well, yeah, he's been he in was, that offense for years. But you know? you're missing the point. You're missing the point. The, 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 the point is that he could step in there 
and 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 deliver you know a good pass because they didn't miss a beat it's not because yeah. they had Jimmy G in their back pocket on the off chance that Trey Lance did get hurt. Not saying that everyone thought he was going to because that was a freak action. That was horrible. We watched it here together for us. That was that I was think, brutal. I think the 49ers is going to do better now with Jimmy G. I wouldn't argue that either. I wouldn't argue that. Either. Look at his winning record when he's healthy. I know Jimmy G also has an injury history, but when he's healthy, I'm pretty sure he has like an 80% winning percentage or up there. 70, so high 70s, guy wins 80s. football games. Yeah. You right guy now, wins football games. He wins Jimmy football G games. or is he Jimmy Garbage right now? He's Jimmy. He's Jimmy G till we get to the playoffs. Then he's Jimmy Garbage. Oh, that's that's cold. It's that's, true. That's he's like Kirk Cousins in the way. He'll win you games, but when it matters, is it bad? That was the first person that popped into my head when you said that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. in prime time, you guys Kirk talking Cousins about prime time. Time. That's the only difference that changed me within that one. Zach, well, you want to do a recap of the pick'em real quick? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm almost finished with these games. Um, let me finish rounding out the games, and then I'll say how we did. Um. And then the Bengals losing to the to the Cowboys. I just want to say for all the people who thought that the Bengals were going to be able to repeat, I just want you to look at the first two weeks. Okay, there there were close losses though. All, all those people out there. You lost to Cooper Rush. They lost to Cooper and Rush. What was their biggest problem? O line and their O line has got. It looks like their O line has somehow gotten worse, which I didn't hell? think was possible. What did, yeah. did you see that say? one play? They didn't even block Micah Part. What did Lyle Collins say when he first came to the team? He's like, "Joe, no one's going to touch you from now on." Like, <laughs> People have been touching a lot. A lot. Dude, Joe can't keep taking fifth. Getting violated, dude. Dude, this looks like Joe's rookie fit. year. Joe's rookie cool. year was bad. He took so many hits. Okay, well, continuing. Um, the Broncos beat the, the Texans 9-16. to 16. Go figure. And then you had the Arizona Cardinals beat the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if you guys got a glimpse of that game. That game was also bonkers. Arizona scored last-second touchdown to send it overtime, and then they stripped the guy, and then they ran it back for a touchdown. Crazy. And he almost threw the ball out before what, what he scored. Game. Did you guys see that? I, yeah. I was I was thinking that Brent, when the, Brent when, called it live when the play exactly I was like no way and then the replay I was like oh wait that's a like, lot bro, closer you, than it you gotta run in the end zone and then and you then can you literally could throw the you could leap that thing as far as you wanted I don't give a shit to cross I don't, that pylon why do why do people think it's so cool to get up right and cross the goal line immediately and drop the ball. It's like, dude, run into the end zone, get to the second pylon. Fuck the first pylon, get to the second one. Right. You can drop the ball, you can spike it, you can do whatever the hell you want to do with it. I like, he was lucky, but Jesus Christ, could you imagine if that was how the game ended? Not ended, but how, like, if uh, the. Because then it would be a touchback. The Raiders had another chance at it. Sorry, I, was, I forgot who they were playing against for a second. Yeah, because it would also, be. Also, that crazy. hit, uh, that hit that Isaiah Simmons had against Hunter Renfro. To force the fumble, dude, he folded him like a lawn chair. Talk about hitting him right in the chest, like no targeting, no, like such a clean tackle textbook. Well, we were talking about how the Bengals got off to a disappointing start, 0 2. Let's talk about the Raiders for a second. Yeah, 0 2. It looks like they were up. What was it? What were they up on Arizona? They were up by a lot. That was another comeback. They were they were up what by they, like, uh, seventeen. They're they're only they up by like fourteen. They were blown and, out. No, I think they were only up fourteen in the fourth Dude. quarter. They weren't like killing them. I swear, I, 
I think it was like 24 nothing at one point. It was something crazy, I thought. Like, I didn't think Arizona scored till the third quarter, just like how Washington did against the Lions. But that play that Kyler Murray made, how long did it take him to do that? He ran like a 80 yards on that play or something ridiculous. It was like that guy's electric. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's electric. When, what he can do when he's not playing video games, man. Dude, Call of Duty's coming out soon, though. He's on my fantasy team, bro. If I could delay the, the opening of Call of Duty or the release, I would do it. I don't know why I always fall for him every year in fantasy. He's like he's like that girl that you just keep around in your stable and you not stable, excuse me. The girl that you keep around and talk to and you have no idea why. And you're just like, there's something better, man. Something better. That's Kyler Murray for me every year in fantasy. So moving into uh, the Sunday night game, Chicago took on the Green Bay Bears. Uh, Chicago just didn't Bay- have it. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Green Bay Bears, the Green Bay Packers. That's the Chicago Packers. That would be super funny. Um, yeah, 27 to 10. Not really a close game. Aaron got Lazard back. Somebody catch a catch patch. Catch pass. Jesus, what's up with my fucking English? Anyway, Monday night, doubleheader. I don't know about you guys. Big fan of the doubleheader. Started watching football first game, right? And at halftime, I got to watch the first half of the second game. And then at halftime of the second game, got to watch the second it, it was timed really nicely. Okay. Had a time yeah, the way it was paced, the way it was paced was pretty perfect. Um, I have a funny story about those games. Um, so going into the the last two games of my fantasy league, I know no one cares about anyone else's league, but I was up by 40 points. And the only person that the the guy had was Diggs left. And I was joking that morning. I was like, all I as long as he doesn't score 40 points, I'm good. <laughs> and then I was sitting there watching the game. And honestly, I, I saw Diggs score early on. But in my mind, I honestly forgot that like it was happening. In my mind, I had already won, which was terrible. Terrible thing to do. I'm watching the game. I see Diggs score. I'm like, all right, Bill's going to run away with this. I switch over to the Vikings game. I'm watching that one. Even though that one's sort of a blowout, too, it's a little bit closer. Towards the end of the game, I get an update on my phone that I'm only up one point. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I look. Diggs has 38.5 points in my league. I'm like, holy shit. I... When I'm telling you my asshole was about the size of a fucking a pea, I swear to God, maybe a grain of salt. How about that? I go switch on the game. Thank God him and Josh Allen were subbed out at that point. I like I something up from the heavens. God graced me. The fantasy lords, they just blessed me and they took them out of the game. I scored 150 points and lost. That's brutal. I had Tyreek. I had um, I'm in Ross St. Brown. And I had fucking someone else. And I, dude, I, my team went off and I still lost. I'm so pissed. What did the other guy have? 160. 160. Fucking Tampa Bay's defense. And Nick Chubb fucking blowing the game, taking that last minute touchdown when he should have iced it. Fuck you, Nick Chubb, if you're listening to this. I'm all right. I'm sorry. I got a little, I got a little heated. Apologize to Nick. I'm sorry, Nick. Just be smarter next time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. But anyway. Monday night games were, I wouldn't say a letdown, but first one was a blowout. Titans can't do shit. Tannehill's some trash. Just going to say that. Um, yeah, he got benched, right? For, um, Malik yeah. Bell. I don't know about like, Henry either, dude. Yeah, Ken, I mean, they, they run him the wrong way. They, why, I don't know why dude, they keep he's got him. a bad foot. Okay, so. I think he's bad. over the hill. Personally. Then don't play him then. If you're, if you're going to play, play him, if you're going to play him, play him right. Don't, don't play him. 
Blam. Don't do all those playoffs. Don't do all those tosses. Run it the right way. What do you mean? That's what the that's down. He's a downhill runner. Don't fucking give him all these like. Dude, if if you if he can hit the edge and get his engine revving, he's one of the hardest to stop in the league. But when you got a bad foot, it doesn't matter if you're running a toss, if you're running a zone, uh, fucking power doesn't matter. And they've got a terrible offensive line. Plus, Taylor Lewan got hurt. I don't know how bad his injury is, but uh, so I got a. Uh, Taken out of the game, not taken out, but they also have no wide receivers. Yeah, was Robert Woods is the number one? Is he really? Traylon Burks, the rookie they uh, they drafted in the first, or they they basically got him from the AJ Brown trade. That's that's about it. Yeah, like they are thin, 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 thin. I can't name another receiver on that team to be honest. Well, that was a oh to recap. So Brent. Week two selected nine games, correct? Went nine and seven. If you're not hitting double digits, though, I feel like it's it's a bad week. In my yeah, opinion. it was eight and eight. good about it. I was eight and eight. Joe's eighty-eight, eight and eight, and then Faraz was uh, seven and nine. I mean, there was a couple of tough picks. I mean, that's a couple of surprising games. The Jags, yeah, the Jags game. So let's start off with the Thursday game. That one definitely had me sweating bullets for, for the first part of it. And then the Chiefs kind of finally started uh, to get things rolling towards the second half. And then the end of that game was crazy, too, in and of itself. Right? What were you saying, though? How do you guys um, like the, uh, Amazon? Man? I thought the streaming was kind of – I don't know if it was my, my connection, but it was kind of – I heard there was some problems. I didn't have any problems when I was watching it at my friend's house, but I've been, I heard that there was like – it was – Crapping on some people or something. Guys, I got to say, you guys were all shitting on me for picking the Lions over the Commanders. And... I'm going to Troy here, fellas. Hey, I'll say, this is Keep like... Hating. The, I'm, not, hating. I'm, not hating. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm not hating, I'll say guys. this, though. This is the first time Detroit's been favored to win a game in a while. I like Detroit. I, I like their coach. Yeah, I, I like what they got why. going on. You know, they got DeAndre you know what, Swift. You know, what they, you know what they call that, Brent? You got hard knocks fever, bro. You watch too many hard knocks. It's not hard knocks fever, dude. Oh, they, played yeah. well. they played well last week. Can we talk about that game for a second? Go, please go for it. Jack, yeah. Jack Delzio is incompetent. I talked about it literally, and that was what I hit on. I talked about it for like a solid – I was on here for like 10 minutes. While I was how, did, how did it flip like that? In one year, when it used to be the offense was the problem, our defense was actually pretty straight. Now our offense is literally, if you look at stats, we're in the top five or top ten in almost every category. But our defense I think it's sucks. checked out, yeah. Our defense sucks. It's no, I crazy. think our defense is just trash. Well, I think I think it's I think it's just like he's so passive with his he should be way more aggressive with this play call. Like I feel like we sit back and just get toasted. Like, like the amount of miscommunication in the secondary uh, is like astounding. They don't know. Like I swear, it's like they just they just met each other. It looks like it's always William Jackson. Yeah, he was late. He was late on that jet sweep by St. Brown. He was oh late. my god, Did you, that get that play got me so pissed off. Kendall, because... Kendall Fuller sort of fucked up on that long DeAndre Swift run too. So there's the run fit. No, uh, actually that was um. That's Jamin Davis's play to make. I was, but uh, Kendall Fuller, I looked like he was playing like backside, you know, just like right there. And then he cut back. And then, like, I don't know, it just didn't look like he made that good of an effort until like all the way down the field. 
not even just uh Chandler Davis. Uh, Oakham had a pretty bad game as well. He was going out of them all all game, and it's just we can't stop the run. We definitely can't stop the pass. It's just well, like, I mean, I think our our real issues up front right now, D tackle. I mean, our guys need to produce. We got we had four first round picks playing I, uh, on Sunday. We're injured there. We lost Mathis. Um, and yeah. we still got Duran. We still got Jonathan Allen. We still got Mike. We're going to play them. We got James. We're going to play them like 60 snaps a game. Like, they're not built like that. Like, do you, like they're going to get worn down. Like, it, that's that, that's what I thought. And then they went out and signed a D tackle um, from the Cowboys, John Ridgeway. So we have a lack of depth on both sides of the like the line on offense and defense. And that's like and, the last yeah, place you where you can lack yeah, depth. Yeah, you got to win in the trenches, man. You got to win the trenches because you can just get walked on. There's nothing you can do. Like, it doesn't matter how good your running back is. If your line's giving a four-yard, five-yard push. And then it's going to force you to throw. And then, the, and then they're going to pull the ears back and just blitz every single time. It's just not a good formula for success. But what is a good formula for success is Jeff Flacco and Garrett Wilson. The elite. Look at, Garrett look, Wilson. look at that. Garrett Wilson. That was a crazy game, guys. And, you know, you can say what you want about me and, you know, betting on the under for the Jets win total this season, betting against them in the pick em. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm all about winning and I'm going to do whatever that has, whatever, whatever it takes to win in, in the pick ems and in, in any of that shit. If that's what I'm going to do. If that's what it takes for the Jets to keep winning, you being wrong. Dude, I'll take it. <laughs> You'll and take you, it. You saw me when I was watching that game. Yeah. And to everyone out there that's wondering if the Jets should have lost it, if we're tanking, whatever, fuck that, bro. I was so hyped that we came back and won, scored two touchdowns after the two-minute warning. That's I was telling Zach off air that game, what we did, we went and took that win. I think what you really need to look at is uh, the talent on the defense, too. Seriously, dude, uh, DJ Reed and uh, Sauce Gardner, they both played so fucking well. DJ Reed, a very a nice surprise. That was, he was Just in that a lot of speed. Like, that's what I noticed. Like, you guys don't look slow. A lot of speed, especially at the linebacker position. Yeah, and the one thing, yeah, Quan Alexander was a great addition. Ashton uh, Davis was a safety that got the interception late in the game. And the thing that uh, was great about him is that was the only snap he played the entire game. He say. wasn't in at all. Like you said, we had a lot of speed on the field. And Ashton, like, he was a, a mid-round draft pick a couple years ago, and he's yeah. maybe, like, he's he's okay. trying to stick around, you know? When it mattered most, he his one play, he stepped up and he got an interception. So that was that was, that was pretty cool to see. But um, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm very curious to see how Zach Wilson plays when he comes back. But like I said earlier, that's why you invest in a viable backup and – we didn't bring Joe in, you know, a week before you were supposed to start like we did last year or maybe a year or two ago. But we actually brought him in during camp, you know, we let him kind of mentor Wilson a little bit. And, you know, when we needed him, he stepped up. He's, what, third in the league in passing yards right now? Crazy stuff. Who's number two? Carson Wentz. Mr. Carson. I mean, yeah, when you have back-to-back 300-yard games, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel good. I mean, also when you're down by a lot and the defense is playing soft ass coverage, you're going to get some, you know, some easy yards. Hey, don't tell me you're, oh my God. What, what is it going to take you to be sold on once? Winning some games. That's it. 
winning some games. He, he did a week. Yeah, he did. And I'm like, I'm not fucking hating on him. I'm just saying, like, it's just, like I'm, I don't care about the stats. Like, but you can't argue. You you can stat pad when you're down can't 24 you, points, nothing at halftime. Can't you see a difference in the? Yes, maybe you guys started slow against. Uh, slow. That's fucking <laughs> slow. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But that team. Say what you want about hard knocks. Whatever that team plays hard for uh, Dan Campbell it's over there team. in Detroit. It's a good team. Yeah. They came out and punched you guys in the mouth right away. You guys uh, took a couple steps back, had to recover. Dude, out of but- all guys, we let Jared Goff pop up for four tubs on us. I mean, you're acting like okay. Jared Goff was the number one Goff draft pick. Stop about- like Jared Jared Goff was the number one draft pick. He was Jared, good. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's good. He's not bad. He's not terrible. Dude, he he's took he bad. took his team. If you. I don't care what you say. If you take your team to the goddamn Super Bowl, you are a good quarterback. Are you saying Jared Goff is better than Carson Wentz? I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. Ooh. Okay, you were I just you were know. just you were just rocking with your boy Jared Goff, the number one overall pick who took a team to a Super Bowl. Did Carson do any of that? I don't think I argued any of that. And nor did I say Carson was better than Jared. You can't tell me Jared Goff is sort of an not a castaway, but he's been mediocre best these last few years the rams traded him and instantly won a super bowl without him you can't like i'm like that is kind of wild yeah, yeah come on i mean good point but i mean for matt stafford to, to be uh, fair they get traded for matt stafford and like <laughs> i mean yeah but they so. also signed von miller and you know yeah. odo beckham jr and and traded away at 31st round draft picks for the next 30 years. I, I know it was the Patriots, but how many points did they score in that Super Bowl three? And they were like the highest scoring offensive. Come on, man. I mean, that's I mean, I just Did Gurley barely play in that game though. At the end of the day, I think a, a lot of the NFL is about coaching and especially week to week. Especially like like what was, adjustments like did you in game two? Like it was good to see the offense progress at the second half, even though they didn't have a good first half. What would have really sucked if they had a really shitty for whole game, right? But at least we put up some points and we had something to build off of. And like you saw Turner making adjustments, which like gives me hope for the offense. I have zero hope for Jack Del Rio making adjustments. I haven't seen any like, adjustments. I just zero that. hope from that. Like, he comes up with a game plan, he sticks to it, and, like, gets it. Like, I, any explanation as to why? Like, it, like, I thought Del Rio was a pretty, like, good coach. Like, what's going on? If you had to, like, I don't really have an explanation. I think coaching's a lot of luck, if you want to know. <laughs> I think coaching's, like, it's, like, luck, but it's also, like, I, I don't – I mean, first of all, he lost the fucking – like locker room like two weeks into training camp remember that yeah yeah yep so i don't know it's really difficult to play like sports or really anything like follow a leader and like listen to what they say and have faith in them once you lose a locker room it's really hard to get if you don't respect the man yeah you can't you can't go to war for him yeah and and you really need he that. fucked up as bad as Jack Del Rio fucked up. You know, you yeah. kind of lose the respect of everyone. You really need that cohesion, too, in, in an NFL team. Um, it also really pisses me off. And I don't know if you feel this way, too, for us. But for the love of Christ, can we put somebody else other than Dax Milne back to receive punts or kicks? Just literally. Yeah, anybody. I don't. For the love no, of Christ. 
Zach, that's a great point, man. Like, I'm not saying he's trash, but he isn't really like, like, like we could definitely put someone else there. Fuck that, man. He likes sloppy seconds. I would love oh. to see Curtis Samuel takes take a couple, but I don't want to. Nah, I don't want to. I don't want him get hurt. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, Cam Sims like, back there. Shit. Cam Sims, six four. Cam Sims. I think we should. Leave him <laughs> so, oh, what do you think of the the amount of reception or targets, or I guess lack thereof, for Scary Terry? I guess it's good to see us distribute the ball like amongst multiple. I think he's players. just the number one wide receiver. Yeah, you I think? Mean, that's, yeah. that's straight. I think he's just getting doubled. Even the touchdown that he caught against Jacksonville, he was getting doubled. He just beat both of them. Yeah, it was a great ball. But Dotson's also barely getting any targets. Who's Samuel's Samuel's getting a ton. Yeah, we're feeding Samuel. Like we're, we're forcing Samuel. It's like if we if it's ten to fifteen. I, you know why? Gibson actually had a lot too. I think it's because like they're not confident Samuel will last the whole season, so they're like, all right, let's just get as much like on tape and see like actually like like who you are. I, I don't know. I made a bet with my dad that Curtis Samuel will be hurt by uh, midseason. Nah, come on. By, can't by the halfway like mark, that. I'm. That's not a terrible thing to say. I'm sorry, Curtis. I know you're listening. <laughs> I apologize. But that's you don't apologize. I think last year was the only year where he was hurt. No, every. I, know, I can't remember. I can't really speak on that. But I, it is nice to see us like getting everyone involved. You know, we're not we're not dependent on just Terry this year. Which is do we have anything else we wanted to touch on this week? I hope the Commanders win. If anyone, Zach, I I kind of might do that four o'clock. Those four o'clock bets, like you were talking about, just get locked the, in. The one o'clock ones are fun, and then doing the one o'clock first halves are pretty fun too. You want some immediate satisfaction. All right, guys, that does it for another episode of the guys who talk about sports. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 100. That's a big milestone. I don't think that lines exactly with when we started it for season one, but pretty close. It's pretty close. I was talking about our birthday today in our intro. Yeah, the the birthday is on. It's week five. Yeah, it's coming. It's it's in a couple weeks. This episode is brought to you on all platforms by Anchor. Be sure to download the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We've been saying it for, what, 99 episodes now. Anchor is the easiest way to start a podcast. No storage limits, no trial period, no problem. Everything you need right there on on the phone, right there on the computer. It's so simple. It really is. Be sure to follow us on all social medias, on Instagram, at Guys Talk Sports 101. And on Twitter, at Guys Talk Sports with two Zs. And our TikTok, Guys Talk Sports. Faraz, is that right? Guys Talk Sports. There you go. That's the TikTok. We got our first TikTok coming to you guys soon. Um, with Joe's picks, actually. Joe's going to give his picks. Maybe that'll be in the bonus episode. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. He could not join us this week. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next week. Going nowhere, we ain't going nowhere.